Blog Talk Radio. Um, 
I'm here that he passed away. And, you know, young, 51 years old. And the last thing, I needed to give another example of how the white man gets ahead sometimes unfairly. Are you ready for that example? I'm listening. I'm just hoping it's not the last thing I have written on my notes to talk about. A Navy veteran has to finally catch a mistake that's been going on for years. Uh-huh. And it turns out that the great Captain Crunch only has three stripes on his uniform. Interesting. And a cat has four stripes on his uniform. Captain Crunch is actually only a commander. <laughs> Once again, the white man gets ahead unfairly. Are you serious right now? So is that you feel like that's false advertisement or patriotism going wrong? It, it's it's for example, man. I mean, the guy only has three strikes, man. He can't be a captain. He's a commander. Yeah, but now, did you figure that out on your own, or is there like a petition or something that's up from like all the angry cereal eaters? It's on the news. A, a gentleman that spent his whole life in the Navy noticed the mistake and wrote in about it. Nothing's going to happen. Adding another stripe's not going to change anything. Well, they're going to just add another stripe without him having to go through the rigors of a promotion. That's what's going to happen. I haven't had a bowl of Captain... I'm with Sister Sweet in the chat room. I haven't even seen a, a box of Captain Crunch in, 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 a, in a while. I don't eat um, the sweet cereals anymore. Yeah, I, um, I gave them up. Yeah, I'm on, you know, the honey bunches of oats and, and, and Raisin Bran Crunch and stuff, so... But that's just... It's just something I would have never even thought to look at. <laughs> Leave it to me, right? Not just you, but that 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 commander. <laughs> I, personally, I think only a commander would look at someone else and say, "Hey, I'm a commander. I only have three stripes. Why is he a captain?" A yep. captain wouldn't have said anything. Oh, you know, a joke was better than that's crazy. I thought you was about to say like the, the Captain Crunch character was was like started by a, a German Nazi soldier. That really would have um been interesting. Yeah, that would have been interesting. But actually, what I thought you were gonna say, since you said you know about the white man getting ahead, I thought you were going to say something about today being Juneteenth. Uh, explain. Well, um, for for those that may not know, um, the Emancipation Proclamation mm-hmm. freed these slaves in 18... Well, not even 18. Let me try to get the right date here. I believe it was um, 1863 is what I, I want to I say. It was the date when um, the Emancipation Proclamation... Was on was signed and announced to everyone that um, actually it was in 1862 and it was to take effect in 1863. But despite the fact that President Lincoln, you know, signed the Emancipation Proclamation and had it go into effect on January 1st, Texas didn't accommodate that new law into effect, and there were still slaves in Texas for another two years. So it wasn't until today, June 19th, 1865, that the slaves in Texas were freed, officially abolishing slavery in the United States of America. Wow. So it's something that, right, and it's something that I think everyone should know, not only African Americans, I said African Americans should definitely know, but I think everyone should know that. It's, it's, It's this weird... It's a lot of the reason you hear old timers say, you know, they don't give President Lincoln credit for abolishing slavery. Or they'll say the Emancipation mm-hmm. Proclamation didn't free the slaves because uh, some of the southern states, um, definitely and particularly Texas, had slaves for another two, you know, another two years after 
that happen. So it was a very, very interesting thing. I learned it surprisingly in Catholic school. I learned it because they wanted us all to actually it was something about Independence Day and so we learned about, you know, you know, World War Two and 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 the you know, everything that went around July fourth being given that day, but he wanted us also also to know since we were a mixed class that Juneteenth was just as important as Independence Day. You think about it when you were working. I didn't think about it when I was working where? Learned about slavery when you were working at UPS. No. Um didn't learn much about anything um intellectual while working at UPS. Learned a lot of unintellectual things and how to be lazy and things like that. But um no, I didn't learn that. What what I what I did learn at UPS, Juneteenth did come up during my time at UPS. And it was that New Jersey is one of the states that recognizes Juneteenth as a national holiday, yet we don't observe it. It's like we know it's Juneteenth, it's on the calendars that it's Juneteenth, but it, the schools aren't closed and people don't get off. And in some states they do. In some states, certain facilities don't open and certain employees are allowed to take off. And I was like, that doesn't happen in New Jersey. Okay. You know, we work on Martin Luther King Day. We work on Abraham Lincoln's birthday. We might as well work on Juneteenth, right? Oh. That was sarcasm. <laughs> yeah, it was. But since you took everything else, you know, you talked about the finals, um, which I haven't really been watching that much because I dislike the Miami Heat that powerfully. Me too. And to James Galvani yep. thing that really struck me. I was an avid watcher of The Sopranos, so I kind of thought he was going to be one of those Kurt Douglas just really be a old white person. You know, just <laughs> really be old and we were going to be looking at him in like his 80s and his, his 90s and be like, I remember when you were Tony Soprano. <laughs> like, we're, like we're forced to look at Robert De Niro and Al Pacino remember when they were younger yeah so that was um, definitely shocking we had yeah. a great show last week though right of course sure did shout out to Miko oh. Miko yes Miko was a great guest and um I got something for you cause I listened back to the show I heard the comments when my service was dipping and then I and I was cut <laughs> on the interview. You always you always got something slick to say. Did I really say something that bad? Come on. It's just when you say something about my cell service, like it paints a picture. You know, we on radio, so people don't they can't see us when we're talking. So they go by our voices and the things that we say about each other, to like put pictures together. I spend most of my time making you look good. Well, cream soda voices and sexy voices and this and what type of music you like. And every chance you get, you talk about, you know, my T Mobile service, like I'm like I'm just broke. And I get nervous around women and, you know, pee myself. You know, you, you it's just the pictures that you paint. Hey, bitch, that's why the show works. The show works because you chastise me? The show works because of the offsetting feed that we do of each other. All right. I don't know. Like I said, you... you your Twitter is still on my phone and I don't get the type of messages after shows that you get. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you never do. So, it's the third Wednesday of the month. That means it's um, the Wednesday Rewind. So, tonight, we will be uh, listening to some classic soul music. Um, the Chancellor Soul Mike Bone is going to be joining us, and we are going to be spotlighting the five stair steps out of Chicago. And we will also, we're doing two this week, we'll also be spotlighting the Bells. 
Now, some of the youngsters, not like myself, because I knew who these people were, but some of the people of my generation and younger probably have no idea about those names and those groups, no idea who those people are. But you are very, very much familiar with their music. So we're going to be playing a lot of their classic songs and you know, Mike Mike is going to come on and he's going to give us that background, that information that we knew absolutely nothing about. Now, Q, you sounded excited. Like, you, these, these are favorites of yours? I like them. A lot. And he always educates me with something I didn't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing about the stair steps because I know that they were actually... Before the Jacksons. Right. So I'm, I'm very interested in hearing about that. You know, my my mother-in-law is real, real big on soul music. So I hear about the Dells a lot. And my favorite movie, like like top five, that was bought for me on my birthday at the 25th anniversary DVD. Five Heartbeats is probably one of my favorite movies of all time. Ah. Uh. So I know we're gonna play a hard in the house by the Dells. So I'm I'm really excited about tonight. This is the part of the show where I ask you if it's okay to move forward, make sure he doesn't have anything else he wants to get off his chest and he stole items off of my to do list tonight. No, I'm good. You just ready to get into the music. Yeah. Well, we got a lot of music to get through tonight, so we are going to jump right into the music a little early. When we normally do this, we're going to get right into the music. We are going to play three songs right now. When we get back, the Chancellor Soul will be on the line with us. And then we are going to talk a little bit about the groups that we are spotlighting tonight and why we are spotlighting these two groups. And then we will play three more songs, most likely the more familiar songs. For everybody that is listening So we're going to start with the Dells We're going to play Stay in my corner Then we're going to move to the five stair steps Make me feel so good And then we're going to move back to the Dells Over the night The Neil Soul Show Just 
Wow. That's good stuff. Isn't it always on the third Wednesday? Yeah. Why do I feel like you were like reminiscing, thinking back to when you first heard them songs? Oh, man. <laughs> that is good stuff, man. I grew up in the wrong era. <laughs> I'm in the chat room. I'm in the chat room explaining to some of the listeners that they know somebody. They they may not know these songs. They might feel like they don't know this. You know these groups that we're gonna we're talking about tonight. But I, I'm letting them know like, you know their biggest hits. So just give it some time, learn a little bit about them. And before you know it, we'll be playing these songs and everybody's going to have that oh yeah moment. Need my half hour with Boney. Yeah, that's right. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you, as we do every third Wednesday on the Neo Soul Show on the Wednesday we run, the Chancellor of Soul, Mr. Mike Boone. Boney! Fellas, how are you this evening? Hello, man. Doing good, doing good. Beautiful. Good, good. We, we're always excited when you're coming on, man. Oh, it's always exciting to be here, man. I enjoy it every moment, hanging with you guys. <laughs> well, it's going to be exciting because we, we got some exciting stuff to talk about tonight. So I'm excited. Uh, yep, yep, yep. Well, I mean, you you concentrating on two gentlemen who, um, you know, um, Passed away, you know, um, mm-hmm. behind each other, you know, both right, the Collins, right. you know, right. and uh, well, you know, first of all, starting off with you know with uh, Marvin Jr., who's one of the greatest singers basically in the history of music. Period. The Dells is one of the greatest groups uh, falling in that category ever. They are, you know, Grammy award-winning uh, artists, and they. Um, just was inducted into Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Matter of fact, we had um, took petitions at SoulPatrol.com, where I got started at, um, to petition for the Dells to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And they got in. So, you know, at least before Marvin Jr. passed, he was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So that's like a a big importance, you know, for their uh, legacy and for their you know children and grandchildren, you know. Mm-hmm. And the Five Stair Steps, what could you say about them? You know, another great group, you know, the first family of soul, and led by uh, Clarence Burke, you know, Jr. And um, I got the chance to see both groups at the Apollo, and fantastic, you know, in their prime. And mind blowers every time they perform on that stage, you know, mind blowers. And um, hit after hit after hit, we had a station down here in New York, AM station, because AM radio ruled the airwaves back then. And the number one R&B station, top 40 station here in New York was WWRL. And you would constantly hear their music 24 hours on WWRL. You know, new hits, old hits, whatever, past hits. You constantly heard the Dells and the Five Stair Steps. And in the community, they were like, forget it. You know, like number one groups. So, yeah, we love both of them. And it was, you know, and of course, in the Dells, we also lost Johnny Carter. You know, he was the high tenor of the Dells, you know, and uh, him and Marvin Jr.'s exchange. Uh, um, uh, I forgot what they call it. Um, Anyway, I'll get to that term in a minute. But they used to exchange Mm -hmm. voices. One was high and the other was low. (laughs) So, you know, it, it worked. You know, and then plus the Dells were very nice guys. I got to meet them. And one or two of them are my friends, actually. The bass singer, Chuck Boxdale, and uh, Mickey McGill. You know, so uh, very nice guys and legends. And, yeah, we're here to honor two of the gentlemen tonight, Clarence Burke, the, the, um, Jr., and Marvin Jr. Wow. That's good stuff. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I know the first thing that, that jumped out to me, Mike already mentioned, said that they were the first family of soul music and I know you know growing up that was a, a moniker that was always given to the Jackson right right so so when I when I when I saw that I was like oh this is gonna be fun it was like I have no idea I kind of felt like this was gonna be like the night we did 
Sam Cook, I want to say. No, what? Sam, we did Curtis Mayfield. Like, we knew the name, but we didn't mm-hmm. really know a lot about the man and, and the artist. And I felt like it was going to be one of those nights until I, until I, until I caught a, a you know, track list of, of the song. It was like, oh my God, I know this, I know this group. Right. I've heard these songs before, so. Yeah, the thing was, well, you hit it right on the button. You hit it right on the, the nerve center was Curtis Mayfield, um, who was the man behind the Five Stair Steps, and, co- uh, of course, Clarence Burke Jr., who wrote, you know, a majority of the material for the st- Five Stair Steps also, and including his father, who was his manager, Clarence Burke Sr., who was also a detective in Chicago. And, um, you know, he managed the group, you know, and it was similar to the Jackson 5 because he was also a musician, you know, a very talented musician as well. But like Joe Jackson did with his, you know, the Jackson 5, he, Clarence Burke Sr. did the same thing with the stair steps. So, you know, uh, the moniker was given to the Jackson 5 because of, you know, they joined with Motown, and Motown is like international and can get them out there. Um, with the five stair steps, you know, they had Curtis Mayfield, who was uh, uh, a quintessential of music. But uh-huh. the thing about it is, is that, you know, I guess uh, the Motown had more clout and it had more uh, connect, well, connections as well, powerful connections to make stars out of, basically of the Jackson Five. But five stair steps, all the first family and soul. And um, they were like the, you know, one of the first. In soul music, kid groups. Now, while they were hit making hits, the Jackson Fire were uh, up and coming, struggling group. They was with uh-huh. Steel Town at the time, so the uh, the Five Stair Steps were with Curtis Mayfield's Windy C label, and hmm. named after, of course, Chicago. You know, right, right, and the, the weather of Chicago. So Curtis had started and made a distribution deal with Cameo Parkway, which that was another two labels that Chubby Checker and Dee Dee Sharp. And uh, people like that were on And they were on their way out You know mm-hmm. uh, You know because Cameo Parkway Were on their way out basically When Curtis made the distribution deal But he had hung on to them for like about a year and a half With the Windy C label You know and they had like You know 45s after 45 releases You know issued And the Five Sisters had did have one album You know great album Matter of fact that album is like a greatest hits if you're talking about the quintessential 60s of the Five Stair Steps, you know, and uh, the the magic that Curtis and, and Clarence Burke Jr. combined together, making great music like that, is it's 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 you know it's unbelievable when you listen to the production, and you know, and Johnny Pate, we got to mention him, you know, he's the man behind the impressions and Curtis, as far as like arrangement, one of the greatest arrangers, you know. Of that era was Johnny Pate, so we have to mention him. So he did the arrangements for the stair steps as well, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and people ask, was there competition between the Jackson Five and the stair steps? And yeah, it was. You know, there was a little little controversy there, you know, where the Jackson Five kind of took over, and the five stair steps were kind of like behind. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And uh, yeah, there was there was some stories behind that too, but. All in all, the stair steps were one of the first, and you wow. know, Clarence, Bur- Clarence Burke was a uh, was a great talent, you know. And it was a shock to lose him, you know. It was a really like you know basic shock to lose him, you know. Um, <laughs> could of all people, Booney? Could they hang with him? Could they hang with the Jacksons? So the stair steps were great. Yeah, they were. I mean, you know, step wise, yeah. Dance-wise, performance-wise, they could. They were very wow. good. I saw them on stage at the Apollo when they had the song you played tonight, Baby Make Me Feel So Good, and mm-hmm. produced by Curtis. And, um, uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, mm. yeah, absolutely. They were, you know, they were fantastic, but it's just the only thing about it. They didn't, you know, get the great shot like they supposed to. Right. Have gotten, you know, like the J5 did, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, yeah, they were great on stage. Very wow, mm-hmm. and of course their moniker is "Ooh Child." That's the most famous song out of all of their catalog. Basically, that's the one that everybody knows. It's been in commercials, it's been in movies like Boys in the Hood, and uh, everywhere. 
So Wu Child was like the moniker of the summer of 1970 because they constantly played that record, pop stations and R&B stations. And um, so that's the one that's really, really known, you know, of the five stairs. But other than that, if you're talking about the '60s, quintessential, yeah, you know, that's that's the Curtis Mayfield years. Mm. And the Dells, basically. You mentioned earlier about the Five Heartbeats. That's one of my favorite movies also. And I got to go to a Five Heartbeats um, party when we saw the movie, viewed, we viewed the movie. And I uh, got to talk a little bit with Robert Townsend. And uh, that's wow. when he was, you know, saying, you know, we should support, you know, the black films. Because at the time, you know, it wasn't a big support of a lot of the black movies that were coming out at that time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he was telling us, please support us, man. You know, we need your support and this and that. But of course, the Five Heartbeats, you know, has grown, you know, into our lives, and the uh-huh. story is based on the Dells. That's the Dells' mm-hmm. story. They were like the technical advisors in that movie, and it's about now, their lives, and it's about other lives, you know. You know. Wow, I didn't know that. Yep. Yep. Now, yep. I mean, it's yeah. a. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Boone. No, go right ahead. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It's of course it's a conversation for another time, but at the time that that movie came out, there weren't a lot of African American movies coming out with the same substance that the Five Heartbeats had. Right. Absolutely. That's, so, that's, the, yeah. that's the thing, right? That's the thing because I mean that's what Robert Townsend was saying <clears throat> that he always dreamt of making a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that, he you know he grew up with that music. You know he grew up with R and B soul. You know he was a kid. You know and um, so you know he grew up in Chicago as well. That's where he's from. Matter of fact, Robert Townsend is in, is in Cooley High. Some of you don't know that he played. He's, he has he has a cameo role in Cooley High. Uh, <laughs> he's like I think he's seventeen, sixteen to seventeen at the time when he, when he's uh, he's one of the guys in the gym that. Um, Coach East almost gets into a fight with, you know. Uh, yeah, so that's Robert Townsend. Yeah, yeah. And See, um, now you you're impressing cool. me, bro. Huh? <laughs> now you're impressing me. Oh, really? You didn't know? Oh, you, you didn't know this? Robert Townsend was in the movie, huh? Movie trivia is my thing. And no for you kidding. To say something that I don't know to that degree. That that's impro- that that's he meant to tell you. That that's mm. that's something. Well, I had yeah. no idea. Yeah, he he got a little smart, tiny part. He's in there for like I think about maybe sixty seconds, sixty five seconds. You know, he wow. has one line. He says, "You know, I got Cochise on my side, man." He says that line, and that's when Cochise and Preach gets into uh, a fight with the bald headed guy that he had a fight at at the party. So Robert Towns get ready to throw down with the bald headed guy and everything, you know. But I'm just saying that to say that he's, you know, uh, Robert has always been an active. And, you know, that's what, that was his dream, you know. So in doing the Five Heartbeats, this was his dream to do this, you know. And he got with the Dells, and he sat with them, and, and he they, he was asking questions, and they were fa- he was fascinated of the life that these guys went through on the road and everything. And, then the, you know, the label they was on and, and what they went through on the road. I mean, it was like, it's a story to tell. And let me tell you, and you saw it in that movie, you know, there was such... A character is Big Red. Yes, there was. And um, there was such a character, you know, the guy being hung out the window. That happened. Uh-huh. You know, all of that happened. Wow. All of that happened. That it, it, that goes to show you how also it's, it's, it's a good industry and it's a dirty industry at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, and then with black groups, it was a lot of racism, of course, what they went through when they went in the South and everything with the cops stopping them, you know, just to humiliate them. You know, and they were basically humiliated on the road. You know, and that 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 part is too. A lot of black entertainers were humiliated. You know, by uh, racist you know Southern cops at that time. So yeah, that movie is definitely a biographical of the Dells. Wow. Mm-hmm. Did that change the movie at all for you a little bit now, Q? Did you put a name on the group that yeah, inspired it? Definitely, I had no idea about that. Yeah, some of the some of the um the more wiser individuals told me that, but they, they immediately knew the Dells because of the heart of the house. 
and mm-hmm. they they said that it was also a little bit inspired by um, I think it was either Manhattan's or the Four Tops that they said it's also yeah influential in the movie also. Oh yeah, a lot of things you know that happened in the movie just wasn't about the Dells, but it was also about the Four Tops temptations. Uh, everything that happened on the road happened to these guys also. You know, um, you know, like I said, the racism they had to go through, and they had to, you know, they couldn't eat in the restaurants, they couldn't use facilities, they had to use, you know, the woods. <clears throat> you know, there was some southern whites that were lenient and say that you can use it for a second. <clears throat> and then there was some that, you know, they had to get food, they had to eat in the alley where the garbage cans were. And, uh, you know, they would serve them in the back or whatever. Or some of the white entertainers they travel with, such as like Dion and, and, and uh, the Belmonts and people like that, would go and get mm-hmm. food for them and bring it out uh-huh. to the bus. And, uh, uh. you know, it was, it, was, it, was, it was really a terrible time as far as that. But mm-hmm. with these kids, they were kids, you know, and they was like breaking the barrier. They were, they were you know, they were changing the world, whether they knew yeah. or not. Yeah. You know, they were changing the world, you know, and uh, they broke segregation. Mm-hmm. You know, they broke because, I mean, the music is so powerful. You can't hold back. What I don't care what race and color you are. When those kids, they put that rope down the line for the white kids on one side and the blacks on the other. The next year, mm-hmm. like Otis Williams said in The Temptation, that rope was gone. And they were booty banging <laughs> together. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, in other words, the kids, you know, it was what the authorities were putting upon them and said that you can't do this and you can't do that. But, hey, you know, you can't hold back music. You know, uh, if music is great, then whatever you feel within your spirit is going to break loose. So mm-hmm. that's what happened, and and music brought down black music had brought down segregation. And that's what these kids did at the time, you know. So they had to uh. go through the hell, but you know. Well, oh. <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say. Man. I don't either, and I think this is a nice chance to not say anything and just let the music speak for us. So we are going to jump right back into the music real quick again. For our listeners, we said that there were two songs that we were going to play, and you were going to hear them and say, "Oh, that's the, this is that moment right here." So, <laughs> from the movie Five Heartbeats, we are going to play "A Heart Is a House for Love" by the Dells, and at least for my generation, from the movie The Spike Lee Joint, Crooklyn, and many, 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 many other movies. Ooh, child, to the five state steps in the old soul show.
that was originally written for the Dells. Mm-hmm. And um, and you know, so a deal couldn't be made, or some happened in, in the line where, you know, when uh, Kenny and uh, uh, Leon were starting their their label, uh, Philadelphia International Records, they got the Blue Notes, and then at that time, you know, Teddy was uh, the forefront, but he didn't get the name yet. It was Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes, so they decided to record "I Miss You" as well. So I just want to throw that little antidote in there. But uh, yeah, two fallen uh, gentlemen, you know, from Chicago, and two of the greatest lead singers of uh, R&B music, you know. Wow. Mm-hmm. I love Teddy. Love Teddy. Yeah, Teddy's a great. Yeah, Teddy's deep. <laughs> one of, also one of the greatest singers that ever lived. Yes, you know? he is. This gives me a a good opportunity to bring up next week, T. Mitch. Now that we've gotten okay. through everything, because yes. I am personally inviting Booney to tune in next week, and I hope you will for my in rotation playlist, because it's going to be an experience. <laughs> so hopefully you will tune in for that next week. I guarantee there will be classic. There will be new. And there will be a lot of other things that will be fantastic. I just needed to throw that out there. It's a little plug, huh? <laughs> a little yeah. Plug. Like we weren't gonna we weren't gonna make up. We took care of that. Oh, okay. So you're free that next week. Good. Free next week, man. Check us out. It's gonna be good. It sounds good. Sounds good. Sounds very That's good. That's all I get. As as always, you know, we want to thank you for spending some time with us and educating us and our listeners. Oh, it's Always. my pleasure. Every time. Always. Thank you for having me. Anytime, I'm, I'm already looking at my Five Heartbeats DVD. I'm going to pop that in and uh, <laughs> get, get, get get back in the mode as soon as we get off get off the line. I know I'm going to have to have a conversation with a few uh, people more wise than me about tonight's show. They were definitely looking forward to hearing it. You, you, got, you, got, you definitely got fans over here. In New Jersey, they listen to the New York Soul Show, man. They love how you work this all out, give them information that they don't know. And then, you know, the music selection, like, they they really dig in this thing we're doing here every third Wednesday. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful to hear. And, and thank you so much, you know, for the listeners in Jersey. Hey, you know what I mean? And, uh, <laughs> you know, thank you so much. You know, I enjoy doing this, you know, and I think it's valuably important that everybody knows and keeps up with, you know, our heritage and Musically speaking, you know, know who these people are because we do hear their music basically every day in our lives. But it's just that, you know, um, people just don't know who they are. And I think it's very, very important to know who they are and their history and their legacy and keep their legacy alive as well. Mm-hmm. So thank you for, you know, doing that. Well said, man. Well, we, we'll look forward to having you on again. I, I can't wait to see who we talk about next time, man. Definitely, and thanks for having me tonight. I really enjoyed this, and uh, you know, for our tributes to uh, the Clarence Burke Jr. and the great Marvin Jr. from the Dells. You know, many, uh, ready, many rest in soul heaven, rest in peace in soul heaven. Thanks again, man. We appreciate it every time you spend time with us, man. You are man. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Y'all have a blessed night, man, and thank you. You too, All right, man. Mike. Take care. Okay, bye bye. That, that's no man right there, man. Yeah, man. One of the coolest people on the planet outside of you. <laughs> so what you got for me, man? You already, you already plugged yourself. I, I was going to take care of that for you next week. We know we got you. We also have a guest next week. Uh, Robert Tony is going to be on the Neo Soul Show. I'm getting ready to produce a movie, and uh, we're going to talk with him for a little bit. We're going to be playing more music off the Latin Soul album. From XTDL Records, but as Q mentioned, the most important thing is that his in rotation playlist is next week and it will be an experience. There you have it. I got check us out on iTunes, people. The Neo Soul Show. You can listen to every episode we've ever done. This one will be up tomorrow. Get that, that cream soda voice in your lives on the go. Well, I guess we'll be back next week when we'll try to do better.
Steve Richard and myself, I think we're out of here. Good night, everybody. <laughs>